0: Hello, everybody. I'm Andrew Sullivan, also known as Six String Andrew, and welcome to the High Note Podcast.
1: Hey, I'm Jesse Hill. And I'm Hank Berman. And welcome to the High Note Podcast. We have Six String Andrew. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good. Now, do you go by Andrew? Do you go by Drew? Do you go by
0: um they call me six string andrew a lot when
1: they're booking gigs but um you got to come up with that cool like that what do you call it the it's not like different what what i'm trying to think of. i got i got Stage one name.
2: i got a nickname they call me out of tune hank <laughs> so i don't know why they call me that i guess i should buy a tuner
1: there you go there you go uh so i want to know one have you ever been on a podcast
0: Uh, no, I've, I've like done some interviews before, but not like podcast specific. Cool. Um, I've been in a similar environment.
1: I hear you. Yeah. Well, this environment right now is a construction zone. So if you hear anything in the background, that sounds like a construction zone. They're changing the floor at the Mary C. So just letting all the guests know that. And we are doing our best to block it out. Um, so Hank called me, said, Hey, I got this guy. And it's really funny. He said this. I don't watch the news. I don't. Um, we stream things and, but there was one day. I was it was just on and I saw you on there. It was destiny. It was. I was watching and I was like, Who is this cat? Because I saw I think it was Chet Landry and that other girl and they were like like dancing to it and I saw this guy and I was like, He's this young cat with the guitar and he's playing some blues. And then a couple of days later, Hank says, Hey man, I found this kid. Really good. We're gonna have him on the podcast. And he told me six string Andrew, and it was very easy for me to remember I'm bad with names and I remember your name because I thought 16-string Andrew. That's impressive that, you know, he's already got a stage name and everything picked out. Do you mind asking me, do you mind me asking how old you are?
0: I am 17. What? And I've been playing for um, almost 11 years.
1: Wow. What got you into music?
0: I've always been interested in music from a young age. And I would just like always ask my parents, like, oh, I want to get a guitar. And um, so, like, they would get me toy guitars when I was like three. And then I got a real one when I was six. And my dad signed me up for guitar lessons. And then I just. Started learning.
2: Did you enjoy less taking lessons?
0: Yeah, I I did. At first, I was like, oh man, you know, like my fingers really hurt because I was like uh, six years old and I had this big acoustic guitar. Right. And it was like super tough. But then once I got over it, everything else came pretty easy. Once
2: you got the calluses and and knew what you were yeah, doing. Yeah. So then
0: once I got an electric, it was like it was like you know.
2: Well, see, I think that's a great thing that your dad did in in starting you with an acoustic guitar because a lot of people, they want to run before they can walk, mm-hmm. and so to speak. And to me, um, I did the same thing with my parents and uh, not at that young an age, but it was learning your chords, learning to play an acoustic guitar, learning your rhythm, your cadence with it all. To me, this is my, my own opinion. Um, then you can start thinking about the, the laying down the foundation then think about starting to play lead over it or you know yeah. so but people immediately want to become the gunslinger and the rock star and burning it up but it's like gotta slow down first so I'm glad you did that I think that's great yeah so hold on back up Where, do,
1: do you play music does your dad play music no really? he
0: doesn't but um he like he likes a lot of music he owned a record shop so we have like so many records in the house so so music like was the, something, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I had like an MP3 player when I was a little kid, so I was always just listening to music and then that made me want to start making my own stuff from a very young.
2: Does anybody else in the family play guitar or play music? So no. you're the only one. I mean, you're the one, you're the, the, the forerunner. You're the, the, the one who yeah. took it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's me. Wow. What's,
2: what school are you at
1: right now?
0: I'm at Van Cleve High School. It's my uh, senior bulldogs.
1: year. I'm a, in I'm a Yellow Jacket class of 2009, but I respect my Bulldogs. Got the oppositions on here. <laughs> so have you have you done like talent shows or anything like that or is it just okay You have,
0: yeah i've um got to play in front of the class a few times for like how was that the whole class um good and uh i always like get voted like most talented for stuff great
1: there you go, there you go. hey i mean they have good taste
0: yeah there you go yeah uh <laughs> so
2: what did the nickname come from
0: yeah so that was my email address when i was five years old you had an
2: email account when you were five yeah. That's crazy.
0: Thank you to my parents for giving me unlimited internet access. That's great. Uh-oh. Watch out, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was like an email. And then when I would start emailing people looking into gigs when I got older, you know, that was just the name. They're like, six String Andrew because it was, cause it it was my email address. And yeah. then that's just kind of how it started. Okay.
1: It's catchy because I'm be- very bad with names. I'll have people come up to my gigs and I'll, I should know them.
0: Five-year-old me was a genius.
1: There you go. And so, uh, and so I'm sitting Perfect. there. And it's people will tell me their names over and over again. it be 12 times, I still can't remember, but I can remember Six String Andrews, so it is a good stage name. I can tell you that right now. Um, what are your influences?
0: I'm influenced by a lot of music. Blues was really my foundation. My um, dad took me up to Clarksdale when I was five, and I got to, like, I was just trying to play harmonica at the time because I didn't have a guitar yet. And I've just been going up there every single year since I was five, and I've met some really good friends up there, such as um, Big A, Heather Cross, Lee Williams, and when I go up there, I'm always asked to play. And now it's like a yearly thing that they want me to play at different venues up there. So um, blues great. is was like the foundation of it. I'm also inspired by a lot of other types of music. Um, I like rock music as well, pop, like any genre inspires me, but blues was my foundation.
2: What do you listen to when you're not playing or you're not in school? What do you enjoy on your system or whatever that you like any particular artists or style or does it depend on your mood
0: um i i like a lot of different artists one of my favorite bands of all time is actually radiohead
2: yeah great band Uh yeah
0: so i like um i like that type of music as well and then when it comes to blues i really like eric gales yeah he's a great guitar player Mm -hmm. and um going back even further lead belly is probably like my favorite songwriter ever that's He's, great.
2: Yeah. Well, do do you listen or have you listened to a lot of those uh, artists from that era, um, that say the twenties, thirties, forties?
0: Yeah, it? I'm a I'm also a big like Robert Johnson fan Ooh. and Sunhouse, yeah. etc. Um, Robert Lockwood Jr.
2: Willie Dixon. You ever listened to Willie Dixon? Yeah, uh, he I wrote mean, all the. He wrote them all. Yeah. That's right. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, they think oh, Helen Wolf did this and that, but Willie Dixon was the one guy behind it all. And of course, he got screwed with the uh, money and all that stuff. But still, he was. Very prolific. That's good. That's great. Tommy York is a great artist too.
0: Oh yeah. I like so. his solo music as well. Yeah. And then I even listen to like some rap. I like I literally listen to everything. That's good.
2: It's good to encompass it all and then put it into your style. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you write or do you have you recorded or do you have plans to record?
0: Yeah, um, I am writing right now. I have some like um more indie type music just because it's pretty easy for me to do on my laptop that I have on Spotify under Andrew Sullivan. But like um last week I was on WLOX. And I did an interview, and I played an original blues song called "What You Want," and um, yeah, Wait, so, so that was your original song. That was that was one I wrote. Ooh, that was good.
1: I saw it. I mean, I saw. It. I think. I guess I saw it live because. it was Yeah, warm. it's
0: on um, Chet Landry's Facebook if you want to view it back. But that was it was an original song that I did, and um, it's one that I really like to play. It's called "What You Want."
1: Awesome! Is it on Spotify?
0: That one's not on there yet. I'm waiting until I can like get more resources to like get an actual drummer and stuff to record that one. Gotcha.
2: Well, we're actually very fortunate in that Andrew brought his amp and his guitar and he's gonna do That's something right. for us. So. That's yes. right.
1: We're gonna we're going to record it's gonna be interesting, but it's fun. Do you have you ever heard of Universal Audio? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna be plugging right into it. It's gonna be fun. All right. Um so we talked about your influences. Where what do you what do you see yourself doing like okay, you're seventeen. Mm-hmm. You're at that age, dad knows like there's a lot of changes about to happen because you're going to graduate high school. Do you want to? Are you planning to go to college? or you want to gig? Or you want to gig while you're in college? I gigged while I was in college and helped pay actually my way through college. Is that something you've even thought about, or is it something that you know? What your? What I'm asking is, what your, where's your future? Where do you see it heading?
0: Um, absolutely. Like what you were saying about gigging while being in college, I want to attend uh, Belmont and Nashville. They have a really great music program, and also it's like in Nashville, so I'm hoping that I can gig while being in college and I want to go to college and major in music as well. So that's that's really the plan for the rest of my life, just guitar stuff.
2: When you say major in music, any particular part of music that you want? Is it are you thinking of I mean, what pre- performing arts or teaching or what what major in music how?
0: Well, the way that the college has it set up is called commercial music and you learn like Everything from jazz to other types of music, and you just kind of get like a pretty well-rounded view of it. I looked a lot into the program, but I'm gonna also do um like a minor in production as well, so I can try to find a job in music. I would love to be like a session worker or be a performing artist, right, whatever right. I can be used for.
2: So theory and composition, that type thing. I mean, yeah. it's all about like something like Juilliard or what uh, Berkeley School of Music in Boston does. That type of. Education, musical education?
0: Yeah, I've also looked into Berkeley too. I'll be auditioning for that college as oh, well. Oh, great. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about college in Belmont. So did, have you been accepted?
0: Yeah, I've been accepted into Belmont as the school, and then I had to go up and audition, and then I got accepted into the commercial music major. So, yeah.
1: Tell me about that process.
0: So the process for that was I had to learn a piece of my own that I had to perform for them, which I did Solo Flight by Charlie Christian, and they were, like, super impressed by that because... He's a very good guitar player. And then the other song was one I had to choose off their website, which I did Autumn Leaves. And then I had to do a sight reading portion. And then I had to do a chord thing where I had to play chords for them. And then they just asked me some questions. And then I got a message a few weeks later saying that I got accepted in the mail.
2: That's great. So so you can read music. Yeah. And that... Did that come from your guitar lessons or did something after that, your musical education did it? How did you learn to sight read or read?
0: I actually only started reading like a few years ago. Like I've been playing for almost 11 years, but then I finally saw the importance of reading once I got into high school and I was like, all right, I can, I have a really good ear. Like I can hear something and play it, but in a lot of professional environments, you kind of need to know how to play reading sheet music, so that was something I started practicing only a few years ago, maybe like two.
2: So when you write, do you also write out your music? No. Okay, so...
0: You, when it's my own music... You're
2: capable of, of writing if you wanted to, but it's not necessary when you're composing.
0: Yeah, when I'm when I'm writing music, I just like to play chords and feel it out and then improvise it. That's more what I like to do, but um, I understand the importance of knowing how to read, especially when I had to start practicing for college, so... It kind of inspired me to learn how to read music. Just I think it's great. College. Yes.
1: If I could go back, like I always tell people I would not play football and I would join band and learn how to read music and my knees would still be good. So, uh, yeah. it's actually really important to learn, to read music. I think so too. I just wish I knew how.
2: Uh, a, a lot of, a lot of folks I know that do read cannot improvise. They and and it's a good mesh of the two mm-hmm. that you have going on and and others that like
1: you learn to improvise before you learn how to read versus right. reading yeah. and then improvise. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think that's that's a really good thing. Um, how did you
1: Kank, How did you find like? Did you see Andrew on the news? Where did you see him at?
2: Well, my wife saw you on the news, but but I admit Andrew and his parents, um, or your parents, while you were performing at Fishbone Alley in in Gulfport. The, the Lor- so Lor- you're not, Lor- not going to hurt our
1: feelings. You're young i want to know have you ever heard of hank berman or jesse hill i have heard of
0: them because we have played on um the gulfport it's the fishbone alley thing i don't know if they do
1: it much anymore
2: i don't think they're doing it and, and in fact today Lori, Lori toops is retiring so they're doing a thing for her
1: so i do the i do the website for downtowngulfport.com oh okay yes yeah, so we're actually revamping so, a whole bunch yeah. of stuff for so so this is Lori. all
2: connected yep i love Lori.
0: Yeah. Um. So she would always hire me for fishbone alley when they used to do that, and I would see him playing in the alley. Right. and He's talked to my parents before. Right. And, but um. Yeah. They used to have stuff going on there all the time.
2: I thought that was a really cool gig. It, I mean, was, it was. Yeah. Very, it was, uh, nice uh, art and stuff. Yeah. I mean, to take a uh an, an alley, literally an alley that in in urban renewal and all and fix it up and put art like you're talking about on on the thing and making it nice. They're
1: doing the same thing right here in Ocean Springs. Uh. I don't know if you go down Government Street, but you see these two big, like I call them, target balls. Like when you walk up to Target, there's these big balls that like keep you from going down a road, and they're turning that into like an artsy, uh, where you can't drive down. It's just for people. Oh, okay. So that'll be another. I don't know. That may be another outlet. Maybe. What city are you mainly playing in right now, gig-wise? Biloxi. Is that where you're? Is that where you're from? Or where you, Where do you live at?
0: So I live in Van Cleve. Okay. Like, um, pretty rural in Van Cleve, but Biloxi just hires a lot uh, right now. I have. A Margaritaville gig lined up for February 25th. It's a solo one from 7 to 10. And I also have one at Chandelier Brewing Company solo from 3 to 6 on March 11th.
1: Who hires for lodging oh, for Margaritaville? Is it Jay Jordan? Yeah, Jay Jordan. He hires me for Hotel Legends, so yeah. yeah and then, I, they actually own, so Margaritaville, Hotel Legends, Centennial Plaza, and White House Hotel, That's all the same owner.
0: Yeah, and um, me and my band get hired a lot to play at the Ground Zero in Bolexi. We had uh, there's some pictures in this newspaper article. Oh here, yeah, but, we'll but make yeah. sure
1: we post this when we post our uh, this thing right here. Man, this looks great.
0: Yeah, and um, so that was some place that me and my band played a lot last year. Was in Biloxi, so that's that's a very prominent spot.
2: Great. Uh, uh, tell us about your band.
0: So my band, I've known them since first grade, and then when we got to high school, we all ended up being musicians. And it all just kind of worked out. We were like, "Hey, we should get a little band together." And we started sending videos out to Ground Zero and to Margaritaville and other places, and they just really liked it. So they started hiring us. Up.
2: How many pieces is it?
0: Four um, twin brothers on bass and on keys, um, Ken and Jaden Bilbo, and then my friend Brody Hyde plays drums, and then I play guitar and sing.
1: Great. How many guitars you got? At least seven.
2: Spoken like a true musician. How many <laughs> guitars do you have? Yeah, let's
1: we'll see. Let's we'll see if this guy's a real deal. <laughs> is that a
2: jazz master?
0: That is a jazz master. Wow. That's uh, the one I've been playing the
2: most recently. It's it's a bute with the P90s. Is that P90s that I see on it? What kind of pickups is that? Oh yeah, I think they're P90s. They look like P90s.
1: Now, are your parents proud? Yes. Your mom? Yeah, yeah, she is. That's it's, it's really cool to like actually do something. That's I mean, I, my dad did it, so I was surrounded by it. But to actually pick it up kind of on your own and you were kind of like the only one around you and you were like, you know, I'm interested in this and seeing you go for it, man. That's, I'm impressed. Seriously. Thank you. Seriously. And I really hope Belmont, as you say, Belmont.
2: Yeah. Belmont
1: is good to you. And I hope, man, you're successful in there because that's,
2: you can do some great things, man. Well, I'm sure that there's also connections that you can, through the school. Oh, yeah. That's, which, is, um, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The- a lot of people that go there always like end up getting a job in music or just making really good connections in downtown Nashville. Right.
2: Yeah,
1: don't don't dad, don't get mad at me for saying this, but sometimes it's not the grades you make It's important, but it's not the grades you make. Sometimes it's the hands you shake. So it's remember, true. Remember that, like that's true. But then again, make the good grades, go to class.
2: <laughs> so is that uh, that uh, being a tech head? Is that your main guitar, the the uh, jazz master?
1: Yeah. Um, there's
0: the in the other one. That's a, that's a B and G. That's the other one that I use a lot. Those are the two that I've been mainly using. Um, it's really nice. It's got, like, I don't know. It's it's um a handmade guitar from Israel. It's a brand called B&G, and wow. their guitars just sound great.
2: How did you find out about that?
0: Bob Margolin, he is wow. the guitar player from the Muddy Waters Band, mm-hmm. and he's somebody that I've played with a oh, lot. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Um, me and him have been playing together for a long time just oh, from great. knowing him from going to Clarksdale, Mississippi. Right. And he put me on to B&G, and I just really liked the way his sounded, and I was like, oh, I need a B&G.
2: So, yeah. He played with Muddy Waters for a long time. I remember videos of him. I think they even did it at um, the band, The Last Waltz. Concert. Yes, they did. So, yeah, I remember doing Manish Man. Or whatever. Yeah. Awesome, that's great. So do you like the single coils, or do you prefer humbuckers, or, or does it matter?
0: Um I really like I like using the bridge pickup more when I'm soloing mm-hmm. but uh I usually put it in the middle if I'm doing rhythm or comping along to something. Right. Right. But uh yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. always messing with something, messing with the knob.
2: Right. Now your stage setup. Sorry Jesse, this is this is what I'd like to find out about as no, well No, I'm I'm actually reading. Um what what do you do you use pedals? Do you have effects? I mean, uh what kind of yeah. amps do you use and all because there's people out there that Probably want to hear this. I think they do.
0: Okay, so it depends on the environment, because like a lot of times, if I'm playing in like an an old blues club or something, all I need is a guitar and an amp. But when I'm playing my gigs at Margaritaville or at Ground Zero, and we do like a wide array of genres, because we'll do blues and we'll do a rock song, and then we'll do like an R and B or like a funk song or something. So it it's all over the place. But um, my pedal board, I have my tuner, I have a wah, I have. A um, tube screamer, and then I have a whammy pedal. Those are fun.
2: Do you like the whammy pedal? Oh, I love the. the did you take pedal. whammy pedal? Yeah, yeah, really.
0: Uh, those are great. And then I also have um an, a Boss Distortion as well, and the Blue Hippo chorus pedal. Yeah, which is it's really great for playing um comping along to something. And then my amp is a Hot Rod Deville. Yeah, that's the one that I mainly use a lot. I just I don't know. It has a really nice versatile sound to it.
2: What's the wattage on that?
0: It's um 4x10. I'm not sure what the wattage is, though.
1: 30, 40, probably. Probably. I don't, I don't, I see, I, I was into guitar when I was at 12 years old, and uh, who was it? Joe Walsh. So it was Eagles. They came in town, and I saw Joe Walsh. My dad had, he was a guitar player, and he was always like, wanting me to get in, in, involved with guitar. So I watched Joe Walsh. I fell in love with it, and I was like, man, I gotta do it. So I disappeared for a whole year. Like, I was just in, in my guitar, and I learned it. And then uh, I learned some cool songs, learned some things, got picked up some tricks, and then I got into singing, and then uh, I missed all the pedals and the that oh, stage. Oh, pedals are fun. Because that's, that's the deep stuff, right? When you get into it, now you're customizing things. To, you can customize your pedal board, correct? Mm-hmm. Put Go all ahead. the cool stuff on it. So that's so cool to me. Yep. I bought a Gibson thinking, man, I'm going to be like cool with Gibson, but I realized those guns are so heavy.
2: Oh, you must've been like a Les Paul. Was it, I think it was a Les Paul. It had to
1: be a Les Paul. And I bought one and then I was like, "Ah, it's too heavy, so I sold it."
2: Years ago, I I was playing in uh, Louisville and um it was a it was a big room, I guess, or a combination of rooms. Anyway, it was at this this performing arts thing. And and there was a I was doing a duo, but there was a a, a band on the other side. And we got to be good friends with the band. They were a show band. They did a lot of of uh R&B stuff. But but the guitar player played a les paul and he had played one for years and he loved it and refused not to, to give it up but he had to have surgery on his shoulder because of the <laughs> les paul wow they were that heavy like you're talking about they were unbelievably heavy so
0: those um yeah. bng guitars were kind of inspired by the old gibsons mm-hmm. but um it's not that heavy For me,
2: oh, it does look kind of like a Gibson. I even see that. Is it chambered or is it solid? Solid body. It's
0: uh, it's got the chamber. It's a hollow body. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like a 335? It's a pretty Mm -hmm. guitar.
1: It really is.
0: Yeah, it's it's inspired by them. Um, it's super nice. Not as heavy as Les Paul.
2: No, hey, I'm not I'm not rocking Les Pauls. If you can pull it off, you can. Oh no, no. saying my experience,
1: it was too heavy for me.
2: Yeah, that's that's part of the the tonality of it too is the the density of the wood. It's it's made it resonate
1: awkward question are girls that are in school <laughs> that's a weird question because i mean i was i was his age singing are you reliving your childhood maybe that's what it is your adolescence right. do you see like your age group liking your type of music i say girls because that's what what guys think about when they're that age but when i say like your friends your your
2: classmates are they into the blues
1: are, are they into the blues or, are or is it almost them? or do you or do, are you kind of reintroducing them to that
0: you know, I kind of feel like the Rolling Stones in the 60s. You know what uh, I mean? You know, it's like, they don't know about Muddy Waters, but like, I'm going to show them that they like it. You know what cool.
1: I mean? That's cool. That's great. That's cool. I like but that I, attitude. I like yeah. that attitude. I always doubted myself when I was young, but I mean, I was singing Sinatra and things like that that was way before everybody's time. Yeah. But you reintroduce them to them, they're like, oh, I actually like this kind of music. So that's really, really cool to hear. Yeah, I like I like that too. That's yeah, awesome. me
0: and my um me and my band we pl- got to play in front of the whole school at a talent show, and uh we did "Before I Let Go" by Frankie Beverly and Mays. Really? And um yeah, I, like everybody really liked it. That's, cool. um, that's yeah. good. Um, Even if they didn't know the song, it's like now they know. Right. So you didn't know you liked it.
1: Some people respect like especially in Mississippi because it's you know, the blues state. Like people people respect seeing that younger generation you know, reach out and sing or perform those type of songs that should be out of, you know, way before your time, but you're reaching back in time to like bring it back, you know, kind of reintroduce to a whole another generation, which I think yeah. is very, very important.
2: You mentioned Mississippi as a blue state. Yes. But the whole of Mississippi is different. Once you get past the coast, as you know, you know, and and a lot of people on the coast really didn't care about the blues, uh, musically, when we think of different clubs and stuff,
1: you're talking about like Hattiesburg South, uh, Hattiesburg South, or, yeah.
2: or even Wiggins or whatever. I mean, it's it, it's the blues wasn't as big a, a a deal to to locals. It was more tourist people that would come in and ask, "Hey, where can we hear some blues?" They think Mississippi, they think blues. Well, for the longest time, blues clubs couldn't make it down here somebody would try, I think we talked about this before, somebody would try to open up with the best intention, like Ground Zero, what they're doing, although they, they've got it going on. I think their timing is really good um, in opening up and, and their history and, and who they are as well. Um, but a lot of people uh, would want to hear blues. Okay, there wasn't enough to support it. The club owner would end up uh, going in a different direction because he had to make money and still they wouldn't make it so i'm glad that um that that's happening down here and uh that it gives you an opportunity your timing as well is good just coming along when you did so that's that's really good
1: yeah ground zero i, I think when it comes to opening something like that up it's all about location
2: and timing yeah yeah and i feel i feel like that was and it has a great important. system that sound system's awesome man. oh yeah and read and mick yeah they know what they're doing i've they known do. mick a long time and uh, uh, Hobbs and all that group—they're they're good. They're a good bunch of people. They're good. That's good. Yeah, but Reed Mick—they—they Mick's been doing a long time. He was with. We, well, hopefully, we can get him on the podcast too. I think he'd be good to to get over here. You know, with his days with Dr. John and the Neville Brothers and all that. So, I like know a lot of these people. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm old. Oh no, you're not old. You'll oh, <laughs>
0: you understand when you're older. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you get I, to I, be my age, you know. Yeah, well, I, I'm really curious, and when, when you're our my age, and he's no, I'm uh, I'm curious to see where you're going to be at. Yeah, and how how the scene's going to be as well, and where you're going to be. I'm sure you'll go on Especially, to bigger and better you, you, things.
1: But let me ask you this: Do you have any plans? I don't know this is probably way down the line, but I always you're going to Nashville for school. That's your plan. Yeah. Do you ever plan on coming back here, or do you want to like? Is your ultimate goal like L.A. or stay in Nashville or New York? or?
0: I mean, I don't I don't know where I'm going to live yet. Like I might want to move to Nashville if I have some good opportunities for session work or gigging. But I'm not going to abandon the coast. You yeah, because yeah. my parents live here and there, like there really is some great venues around here as well. And also it's like um, just Mississippi in general, like you can't really replicate that culture. Now, even though you know Memphis wants to claim that they made the blues, right? No, that they didn't, isn't. right? It's false.
2: Tutwiler, <laughs> Mississippi. Um, uh, uh W.C. Handy was was at a train station. I can't remember the artist, but somebody heard W.C. Handy play, and and, and it. Uh, have you ever been to Tutwiler?
0: Um, I haven't been like I've I've kind of passed through it, but um, I do know like the whole W.C. Handy right, story, Right, all that story, right? Yeah, right.
2: and I can't think of who the artist was that that heard him. Uh, 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 not not Mississippi Fred McDowell. I I can't remember who it was. But anyway how that the the legend is that's how it began or that's mm-hmm. how it started. So. And of
0: course like all the inspiration from um like the Delta.
2: Right. M- yeah.
0: Uh Muddy Waters, yeah. Robert Johnson.
2: Yeah. People don't realize too a lot of the Mississippi musicians they they went to Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. That became the Chicago sound and chess records and all that stuff. Leonard Chess and yeah. his brother. Yeah.
1: I'm learning something every right, every podcast right. we do. I just learn more and more. I feel like I've been and, sheltered.
2: Andrew's got it going on. He knows all about those stuff, which I think is great. It cool. is great. It is you, cool that you do that
1: because you're respecting not just you're not singing the songs because you just like the sound of it. You're probably you respect the history, you respect the story of probably who wrote it or sang it. Like
0: I've probably looked at the Wikipedia page of every song I've ever sang. Isn't, isn't that cool? And <laughs> yeah. like you
1: learn about the history, like even Robert Johnson. Like that's a that's a cool story. I know that's one of the coolest stories in Mississippi. The so lack
0: one, of documentation makes it a cool story. That's right. Right.
2: Done it. not it. The marketing on him I whether uh, uh, back then and how he disappeared and came back, you know, somehow Wh- Whoever
1: wherever that stirred
2: mm-hmm. genius.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolute genius.
2: Have you been up to Greenville or is it Greenville or Greenwood where the his he's buried allegedly buried there's like the three, crossroads? Well, there's no, there's three different
0: uh, I've been to like two now, of the places. Same here. But uh, apparently, the crossroads that they have is not the actual crossroads he was singing about. Right. But I've been to the the real crossroads where the trains at. Yeah. But um.
1: Ooh, I need to go there. Bring, yeah. the, bring the drone. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That would be fun.
0: Actually, Clarksdale is um, there's a lot of like rundown buildings and stuff, just because you know financial situations aren't the best there. But the amount of culture and stuff, I think you could get some cool shots.
1: You no, know, that's what I hear about like Vicksburg right
2: now. Vicksburg's awesome. I used to live uh, in Clinton and played in Vicksburg a bunch. Well, what I'm that was, saying that, that was cool that downtown area. So. What I'm
1: saying is, like from what I hear, they're they're getting a lot of people are pulling out. I don't know what it is, but Vicksburg. Uh, my brother in law lives there, and he's telling me he goes, it's just got bad. It's oh bad. no, yeah, I know. From what I hear, right? I don't know if that's true. Well, he would know. I might. I I'll look. I'll look it up, and if it's true, I'll keep it. in. If it's not, I'll cut it up.
3: <laughs> uh, um. Shout out Vicksburg.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of history in Vicksburg, too. That whole thing. And uh, uh, oh, I just forgot where Muddy Waters is. Rolling Fort, Mississippi, which is right outside up 61 from Vicksburg. Oh, I know I was going to ask you. Are you an Elvis fan?
0: I do like a lot of Elvis's music. I think he's a very influential artist and he made a lot of good stuff.
1: Have you ever been to Graceland?
0: I haven't been. Me neither. Excellent. I'm a
1: huge Elvis fan. But I've never been. I need to take my dad. My dad's been.
0: Now I know it's not accurate, but the Elvis movie was pretty good.
1: No, it was good. They, I think they did a good job to 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 introduce him to a different inter- generation or whatever. Like,
2: did you watch it? No. I'm I mean, the, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. I'm the only, only person on the coast, I think, who hasn't seen the Elvis movie. Why will not you watch it? I don't. I, it's not that I don't want to. I just haven't. I guess for whatever reason, I don't watch much of anything anymore. It's a co-
1: it's a cool movie,
2: man. It's it's. Yeah, I mean, everybody that I've talked to really enjoyed it, you know, said the guy did a really good job of it. Austin Butler, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, even like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, like, introducing music that people might like but they don't know. Like, there's so many people my age that are Elvis fans now because of that. Is that right? Yeah, like, a lot.
2: Oh, that's great. Well, there you go. And then you're doing your share as well as to educate them in different genre the, like the blues and stuff Did-
1: that's got to come back and when I say not just Elvis but I'm talking about the blues kids young adults who like instruments recording has gotten so digital lately mm-hmm. and beats and DJs and it's and I, I'm not saying I don't like it I'm just love saying.
0: me a good MIDI controller
1: but what I'm saying is like actually getting down to the point where bringing your instrument bringing your natural vocals and not making it so robotic I think it's it's got to come back. I feel like people are yearning for that sound again.
2: Well, yeah, uh, you don't even have to be a musician to make music or put music together. There's sampling and and loops yeah. like loops. You got to hear. Oh, I like that. That goes together good or whatever. I mean, I mean,
0: I've heard some pretty creative sampling, mm-hmm. but like, there's actually some websites nowadays that you can like randomly generate beats. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. It is crazy. It's getting it's getting even like I don't know. It's getting a little too far.
2: I think so too. I think but so. Um, there's nothing like music in your hands and 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 your heart and your soul. To, I mean, that I don't think that'll ever go out. But but there's a very homogenized type of music out there right now. That mm-hmm. it's just it's uh, it almost uh, you don't know when one ends and the other begins. You know, and if, and if it's techno or if it's b and D stuff or club stuff, I I get that because you want to maintain that that energy in a club but at the same time to you know to sit there and compose you want to write something that means something to you or play something that means something to you
0: that's yeah that's right playing because you know like an instrument you can actually express yourself yes where if you use because like i'm not i'm not heading on sampling like even with the, a lot of the rap i like they will use it in a way that's like creative or like changes the time signature or something right but um just like you know generating like a random loop and then putting it down there's no like emotion in that
1: right i'll tell exactly. you this when it comes to rap music i'm very impressed with the producers mainly because when you do listen to rap music and hear those beats and yeah that's complex stuff it's not easy it's not easy to make things and like especially those low notes hit the way that they're i mean when you listen to a rap song it sounds different it sounds more modern because it is like metro booming yeah it's just like man, it's like you get that good feel sometimes from that beat, so I'm very, I'm very like impressed by the production of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like instrumentation, if that's the right word, instrumentation, is very important. Um,
2: well, with all genres, uh, genres of music, good is good. There's always good, right. and there's always not so good. So, that's the way yeah. it is. So, when you write, do you just kind of free flow, just whatever comes to mind, or have, do you go in with a certain subject in mind or style or or even tempo okay i have this thought about clouds well that would be a good ballad or that would be a good rock and roller or upbeat song do you do any of that or is it just flow out of you
0: uh i always start with guitar so if i'm like i don't know usually i'll be like practicing and then like i come up with a chord progression and then lyrics come after the music i don't know it the music inspires me more than the words inspire the music, which I know, like for some people, it's opposite. But everyone has a different process.
2: That's great that everyone does. It's whatever works for you. Yeah, I think that's 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 cool. That, I I can see what you're saying, and I I I would think that would be the uh, for me anyway the way to go. What I've done before, in my my past. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's good. Yeah. What do you think, Jesse?
1: I think Six String Andrew has a very bright future ahead of him, and I'm uh, like I said, I'm excited to see where you go with it. And I'm glad there's, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's nice to see, and I've, I've I've been told this before many times in my life, but what I'm saying, like, now, being my age, where I'm at, it's nice to see younger, younger people, you know, doing impressive stuff like rhythm and blues. Would you say that's your main genre, rhythm and blues, or is it just uh, kind of?
0: Blues, rhythm and blues. Yeah, both of those. I do a lot of that.
1: And you said your dad owned a record store. What record store was that? It's
0: called PC Music. Really? Yeah. Where was it located? Nashua, New Hampshire. Oh wow,
1: that's that, where I was born. But I was that, born, oh, I was, that right? Oh, so you're from you? You were born in Nashua.
0: See, I wouldn't say I was from there because, like, I've been I've been in Mississippi basically my whole life. Gotcha. Like, I don't really remember being in New Hampshire. Gotcha. But
1: um, but you were you were born there, but you're you're pretty much born you you're pretty much born there, but raised. I was here. raised. Yeah, I was. Raised this is here. your home.
0: Yeah. But um I still do like go up in the summer and like visit my grandma or something like that. That's cool. I would imagine summer's better than
1: winter. Oh. <laughs> do you have any gigs coming up?
0: Yes, um, so I have a this is my list right here. Um There you go. Yeah, read it. So Coast Big Band, they have a thing in Hattiesburg called Hub City. So that's like more horns and stuff. Um yeah, like like big band music. Um so that's Sanger Theater, Hattiesburg at three PM, Hub City swing band. And that is January twenty ninth. Are, are you
1: playing with them or are you like headlining it?
0: No, I'm I'm the guitar player in the band. Oh, oh that's
1: cool cool. I didn't even know that. It's amazing. Yeah. So you can play with the big band. So
0: that's you impressive. are Charlie Christian. Yeah. Um he was the first one to do it. That's right. So um yeah, I got that's where I first got the whole um solo flight idea was with Coast Big Band. Um Arthur Matthews runs it, and he was like Hey, can you learn a solo flight? We want the band to play it and you can do a lead over it. And I was like, oh, all right, that sounds that's awesome. That's great. Man. So I got to do that at the Mary C. Nice. Which was uh, last summer and at the stage area. All right. But, um, so Sanger Theater Hattiesburg is January 29th. Um, I'm doing a private thing in Oklahoma in February, but that's something different. And then we got February 19th is a Coast Big Band gig at the GCC, GCCA King's Dinner Gulf Coast Carnival Association. Oh, nice. Um, uh, February 25th is Margaritaville Solo, 7 to 10. March 11th is Chandelier Brewing Company, 3 to 6. And April 2nd, no, we're looking way out here. That's okay. Is, um, Keep them coming. Is Ground Zero, 4 to 7 o'clock, and that is for the Pine Top and John Lee Hooker Tribute. Nice. And then my last thing that I have booked right now is April 18th, and that is going to be the Covey Awards at the Hard Rock.
2: Do you have a, a website or do you have? A, I'm sure you have social media. I mean, yeah, Facebook and I'll plug Instagram. that. Yeah. Well, but, um, uh, is it under Six String Andrew? Or, okay. Right.
0: So my Instagram is six S I X um, spelled out. So six underscore string underscore Andrew. That is my Instagram name. You can look up. Six string Andrew on Facebook, also um, spelled out six. And that's for, like where I post all my updates and videos. And YouTube, that's a big one um, for like cl- old clips and stuff of me playing like basically anywhere is six string Andrew on YouTube. And there's a whole bunch of clips from like all the time, like I was seven. Oh, great. To now. And, like there's even like a video of me playing with um Cheap Trick on there when I was eight.
2: Oh, wow. Nice. Good yeah. for you.
0: Three times. I Pro.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm excited. Now, buddy, I'm, playing
0: with Buddy Guy, that was a
3: highlight.
2: I knew that you played with Buddy Guy before. Now, where was that at?
0: That was on a Rock Legends cruise ship, and that was like uh, two or three years ago. And this is a funny story. I'll, I'll make it quick, though. No, no. Take your time. <laughs> okay. Take your time. Yeah,
2: no, you no, no hurry.
0: Yeah. Um, so, it was with Buddy Guy, and I met him on the, sh- the cruise ship, and I was like, hey, I'm a really big fan of your music. I love the blues. I'd love to play with you someday. And he was like, okay. So he's like meet me then before the the show. I mean just like that. Just like that. Like I didn't need, he didn't even know me. He's just like just meet me behind the show and we can we can we can talk about it before it starts. I was like okay. So then I um I met up with him before the show started backstage and he's like well what do you want to play? I was like well my favorite song by you is called Miss Ida B. I know all the words to it and I know how to play it on guitar. And he's like, oh, I don't remember the words to it. Can't. And he's like, he's like, can you sing it? And I was like, sure. So then we get on stage, and then the band's about to start, and he goes, what key is it in? And I was like, it's in G, buddy guy.
3: Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. That's and, um, absolutely awesome. And then he
0: said some explicit words into the microphone per usual. Because he's an adult. He's like, I don't effing know, know the words to this <laughs> song, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him sing it. <laughs> so I got to sing the song, and then me and him traded solos. It was Really oh awesome. my gosh that's, that's on youtube as well in kentucky i got to play with bb king's daughter claudette king yeah. and the bb king blues band that was with him before he died right and um
2: is she fronting the band now or yeah that's what so after
0: bb died claudette stepped up as the singer wow wow i
1: didn't know that it's amazing yeah.
0: but um i got i got the honor to perform a few songs with them in kentucky on wood songs radio which so, oh yeah
2: i'm familiar with that wood
0: songs yeah yeah
2: is that that is that a a, a public radio set, a show? Is, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's on TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's it's... um,
0: there's definitely some clips of it on YouTube on my channel. But oh, good, good. It was it was it was cool. They always have like a young artist, and then they have like the main band, uh-huh. and uh, usually they play separately. But I I was telling them I was like I you know I really like blues. You know I just really got along with them. And they're like, "All right, well, why don't you play with us at the end?" And at first, the host was kind of like, "Oh, you know, we don't really do that. We don't do jams on here or anything. You know, like you're supposed to rehearse it." But we're, they're like, "No, nah, he, he can do it." So awesome. at the at the end, they invited me up, and then I didn't really practice the songs with them. But you know, it's blues, so right. you just, it's a one, four, five. You just you just
2: jump in, right?
0: Yeah, oh, that's and cool. everyone knows
2: thrill gone. So is that what you that was the the. Yeah. I guess encore it would be, I guess, so to speak. It was speak. that,
0: if, and um, it was playing with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
1: So, would you? So, I'll ask every guest this. And since you're younger, usually it's an older musician, we're going to ask you if, you, if there's a, musicians out there that are wanting to get into music, or some kids out there, or maybe even some older musicians that are like, you know, feeling down and want to get back into it, like, what are your words of encouragement? What would you, t- what would you tell somebody like that from your shoes? like Some advice or some words of encouragement
0: like to get into music,
1: get into music, or just talk about you know, um,
2: I guess so. Yeah, get into music, or like some advice for them to, uh, uh yeah, just maybe start playing, or, or, yeah, okay. how, how, how yeah. they would go about, or what they need to do to prepare for, uh, talking to somebody. I know that, that well, you were, you were at a young age, you, you're, I know your mom and dad helped you, but, um, for a lot of us, we, we weren't that young, and it's it's kind of uh, unnerving when you first talk to somebody about playing if you've never done it before. Yeah, you know, and uh, nerves might come into it when you sit there and audition. Were you ner- Speaking of which, I mean, we'll get back to that, but no, that's uh, fine, real quick, that's fine. yeah. Uh, um, when you auditioned for Belmont, was that did your nerves yes. come up? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I can't imagine how they couldn't become a factor, but you managed to get through it. And I'm sure they understood that too. There's a certain amount of nerves that happen. I mean, when people are sitting around going, okay, okay, kid, show me what you got.
0: Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know. It's weird because like with live performances, I am not nervous. Cause like, I don't know. I got to play with Cheap Trick when I was eight and that was in front of like two or 3000 people in New York. And I was like eight years old. So like, I'm, I'm pretty used to playing in front of people, but just like, Playing in front of two people that are not just like listening, but they're like they're judging you. They're like, okay, (laughs) like is he good? Critiquing you, critiquing exactly. So it's um yeah that made me nervous because it's not just like oh you're playing a song people know and people are getting into it. You know they're like they're like really examining your technique, uh, your phrasing, and then they had me improvise too. So it's like all that type of stuff. So it was it was a really nervous thing for me, but. The way that I look at it and some advice that you could give to somebody to tie it back into that is there's really nothing to lose. It's, you know, if you don't try something, not to quote a poster in a school, you know what I mean, like those corny things. are like, oh, you miss all the shots you don't take. But, I, I mean, I guess it's cliche, but it's kind of true.
2: Well, that's why it's a cliche. Yeah. For the most part, it is true. You know what I mean? All those, yeah, they're kind of sappy and corny, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did, did you have any idea? Cause now I'm kind of on this, any idea of what they might ask you or did they give you any kind of, okay, this is what we normally do and blah, blah, blah. Or did they just kind of spring it on you and like show us what you got?
0: Well, I made sure to like think of some questions in my head, but there's on their website, they don't have anything prepared. So I just had to like think like, what would they ask me? Yeah. So they just asked me, um, the number one thing that I've learned from talking to other people that have gone to college is. When they ask you to ask a question, don't, don't not like you need to ask a question to show you're interested, which um I think that probably helped me too. Mm-hmm. So when they said, do you have any questions for us? I didn't like go blank. I, right. like, I like tried to prepare up some stuff to show that I'm interested.
2: Right, right. Uh, what what city is Belmont in? I know it's Nashville, but is it like it's it's like in Nashville? It is in actual Nashville cause yeah, we had like uh, right in the middle of it. Uh, uh, uh Buddy Leach was a, our guest a couple weeks ago, and, mm-hmm. and Buddy, um, uh, who I, I've known and now he knows, um, he went to school up there. He went in front to Franklin somewhere in Franklin. I forget what school it is, but he he did. But his was more of a. That's why I asked you earlier. This was more of an education. He he to teach. And, but then he found out he didn't really want to teach and want to be on the road. and So, that, no, not that was, a sax. so that's why I was asking.
1: And now he plays sax for George Porterwood.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Hank Berman.
1: And Hank Berman, that's right. More importantly, yes, Hank Berman. More importantly,
2: <laughs> me. So, okay. All right, do you, so uh, we were talking about recording. Do you have anything in mind to, are you going to plan on coming out with a, a a stream or a, or a CD. I don't know what to, what do you call them now? Projects. You, I would say, stream for his age. be yeah. Spotify, yeah,
1: Apple probably. Music. Um,
0: I do have some singles. Like I said, it's not really like what I play with my band, just because I don't uh, have the resources right now. But, um, yeah, you can you can find like my my like stuff I made in my room right. on there. But uh,
2: but anything in the future? I mean, you th- are you thinking future? about? Okay, I'd like to. But a six string Andrew CD, you know, EP whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely want to do that. And um, as of now, though, I'm probably going to like upload some videos of my songs, just me playing them on YouTube so sure. people can hear them. Right. And that's just for now. But um, in the future, definitely I want to be a recording artist.
2: Okay. Do you uh, like doing solo, like what you're talking about? That'd be on acoustic?
0: Yeah, I'll, just, I'll probably just like make some videos of me and upload them. Like you, can, you can find videos of my songs on YouTube, but it's um, usually like a live performance or something. Well, cool.
2: That's good, too. What do you think of the music scene on the coast right now and any ideas as to where you see it going? I know that's a very broad question, but any comments? Maybe I should ask that. Any comments on the, the state of music on the coast and maybe the future?
3: I think
0: it's only going up, um, especially from, like, because I've been, like, on the scene for, let me think now, like, paid gigs. Well, I've been doing them, like, Fishbone Alley, for example. I was, like, when I was, like, 12. You know, like, so I've That's been on. That's when I first saw you, I think. Yeah, so 12. I've been on the, like, getting paid for stuff, like, maybe five or maybe even seven years now. But um I've really only seen improvements, especially with, like, the opening of Ground Zero. Like, that was definitely a big thing because now we have, like, acts coming in there like good bands and stuff and it gives everybody more opportunities to listen to live music so um i think we're going in the right direction
2: good good um yeah i think i think i agree with you on ground zero um i think one of the things that i like about it is what you touched on is that live music and music that ordinarily wouldn't be down here Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's music that I mean, because you think about it. Okay, some some of the Eric Gales coming and or, or did he? Yeah, no, that was come? a big act. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, but I'm thinking like, okay, if Ground Zero wasn't here, where could they possibly play on the coast? And there isn't any there. I can't. No. So, kudos to Ground Zero. And uh, boy, I, I I hopefully in the future we'll have more. uh Maybe not necessarily for for the general public. Uh, not just blues or blues based music but maybe some other stuff because yeah yeah i think i, I agree with you on that and and uh, you know i think know, ground
1: zero was a big i, I would say turning point because we've had the casinos and you've had the places where you can play beach music margaritaville music that kind of stuff jimmy buffett yeah. But the rhythm and blues like bring that here uh, i think ground zero really helped
2: i think so too after after the hurricane of course everything is before or after the hurricane talking about katrina yeah okay um, what year were you born
0: 2005 but after katrina yeah, bro, my sh- that's crazy. A
2: my shoes are that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, there was a pretty good music scene, um, mm. uh, scene being, uh, bar the bar scene or a lot of places on the water that got taken out by Katrina that had music. I, I had a, a regular gig at uh, Joe Lanson had a club where the Hard Rock parking lot is now. It's Fisherman's Harbor, and it was a great Sunday place. One of those where you bring your boats up and stuff like that. My point is that. Is that those places went away? Marina Point uh, uh, on the point, Gordon flows. Um, so there's been that that void of places to play, and I think what agreeing with what you said, Andrew, that it's, um, yeah, it's coming coming around, coming back, and and proving proving that there's a, a, a stability to it, and 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 uh, people will support it.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, um, and the food's good. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> the, and obviously sound. It's like oh, yeah. premiere, you know. Yeah, it um, is. And then even for acoustic stuff, I've been going to the, like, Lady May Jams, which is right here in Ocean Springs mm-hmm. with um Amber Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another environment where it's really about the musicians. Yeah. You know, and um, it's cool. Just, like, I've been all around the country playing, and the coast has some really talented people. Like, I've been to open jams on other states, and there's some people that go up there, and it's like, man, you can get better than that in South Mississippi. Like, honestly. <laughs> right. Like, even um, I went to an open jam in Nashville, and some of the people that went up there, I'm like, I've seen way better in Ocean Springs. Yeah, you know, but um, there's a real talented group of people down here, and um, I really do like the environment, like, cause I don't know, but for a while, I feel like it was kind of like background music. Like you might be a really good singer, or a really good yeah. guitar player, but you're they're eating, they're That's not paying right. attention. That's to That's right. That's but, right. The I feel like the direction we're going in now is more of a like listening environment, yeah. like especially with um like the Lady May restaurant, it's like people actually listen to what you're saying and what you're playing, and um Ground Zero obviously like the main focus is the
2: music. Yes, so
0: that's that's good.
2: Yeah, it's very good. But one of the things I was going to say, hold on, one of the things I was going to say about that, and and I we had t- touched on this on another show, was um. What you're talking about? They're not really listening. They're eating or whatever. But a friend of mine, many, many years ago, told me this, and then maybe you might think about this because there's going to be those environments where you play, where it's not everybody's going to be just. Oh, plen- too I've done ninja-y. that plenty of times. Right, at bars, you yeah, know. I mean, you 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 can almost be. Uh, they're like ten drinks in. They don't even know an, what you're saying. That's <laughs> right. An, an amenity. You're, you know, well, we yeah. got this or that, especially casinos. Um, but he told me, and it's true. He said, always look at their feet. A lot of times they'll be in a conversation. I'm talking to you I'm talking to Jesse or your dad Mike and but they're they're keeping tempo. Mm-hmm. Actually so that's, not, that's interesting. It is. So they're not just into you but they hear you. And that leads to the other thing of continuity. You know, we've all had that thing where you forget the lyrics or you you <laughs> know like oh I'm coming up to the bridge. Damn what what is it? What is it? What is it? And and and, and the 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 lesson I learned with that for on-the-job on training was don't stop. Mm-hmm. Make up something. Just go through because the moment you stop, what he, he messed up or whatever. That continuity with the foot tapping, you're in.
0: Yeah, it kind of killed the vibe. Yeah. I and, guess that's the thing with me being a guitar player first uh-huh. is um, I can just keep playing. Yeah. Like, I'll just make up something. Yeah, you know? Right, right. Whatever.
2: And if you hit a bad note, you say, well, I'm playing jazz. Yeah. Boom. I'm out, I'm out there. <laughs> i'm way out there ornette coleman out there you were gonna say something no up. i
1: forgot but no i was i, I like the the foot top thing that you were talking yeah. about because i actually did that recently and i was noticing it wasn't it, it was their hand they were sitting there waiting for the food mm-hmm. and they were, well, head, sp- the- they, were, they were talking to their head that they were talking their spouse but one of them went to go to like the restroom and i was watching their hand they weren't looking at me mm-hmm. and i was like they're I hearing I it. that who who was our guest why can't they this- who is our guest that we were talking to about um,
2: that? We don't My, have to saying. <laughs> oh, Thomas, t- Thomas, 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 Thomas Edwards. Edwards that's yeah. right, Thomas. Yes. Yeah, Thomas. that's so fun. <laughs> Do you know Thomas Edwards by chance,
0: Alexa? Who is Thomas Edwards?
2: Sorry, that Alexa is unplugged.
1: <laughs> I cannot figure out what's going on with that plug. I have to get a new Alexa. Alexa. Be quiet.
0: I probably have Stay ran on. into him though. Thomas, he's
2: a he's um he's, he's a dear friend. And now a friend of the show, but he's—I've um, known him since we were kids—and he's a very, very talented guitar player. And he—he's um, like a Forrest Gump. I don't know if this will make it on the show or not. But he—he he looks at the world from a different perspective. Then mm-hmm. it's great. It's just great. There's a little bit of, of wide-eyed innocence, and then there's also the um, the the uh, seasoned guy. But <clears throat> anyway, Thomas. You'll catch him playing. He plays with a bunch of different people on the coast. You'll like. Have and a question? he owns a shrimp company. <laughs> <laughs> no, his friend Bubba does. Oh. <laughs> got a boiled shrimp, boiled grilled shrimp. Shrimp casserole. Shrimp. 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 Lemon shrimp. That's Lemon my favorite shrimp. part. I it's love it. That's great. That. <laughs> it's great, yeah. I still ball shrimp. I
1: have a I have a personal question because I always struggle with this, with this when I was your age. Do you feel, and I'm, I know the answer because I'm reading it and I know if I have a certain belief, but do you feel like you're a professional musician?
0: I would say so in like the literal sense because I get paid to do it. I've had to pay like a bunch of taxes in it, you know?
1: Good, good. I just want to make sure I've because- I've been
0: paying taxes since I was like 12, which is weird. That is weird. But so, I mean- So if somebody
1: says, what do you do for a living? You are going to say- Musician, yeah. Always I Always ask like, for I cash. Mean, you know, someone asked me,
0: uh, <laughs> what's, yeah. Uh, someone asked me, what's, what's your career? What's your job? No, I'm a guitar player
1: right professional musician because i struggle with that when somebody would ask me what i would do and i'm like oh well, you know a I, I, I gig I, I play some music here and there but you know and it I always I couldn't but my dad always told me somebody pays you for something that makes you professional technically yeah so you can't refute
2: that so impressed very impressed on this side so you you i mean you've you've known this since you were five that that's what you like to do yeah and wait watch watch wow. as you get older how many things
1: of opportunities maybe not even just in music but other things pop up but it always will revert back to music because you've been doing it for so long
0: that's that's very true i feel like i've lived a long life already
1: well, yeah but you're gonna start meeting people and it's gonna start coming around and you're gonna be like wow i got this opportunity to do whatever this is because of that gig or that yeah. person who saw me at that gig because i yeah. still to this day will get an opportunity for videography or my other business but you I revert back to that connection and it's always leads to music. So
2: yeah, it, was, it really does. It was derived from yeah. from the music, yeah. I know,
0: there's so even from when me and my dad went up the first time when I was 5. Like I like I still keep in touch with some of those people from That's from like that long ago. Like um Big A, he's he's playing in Ground Zero this weekend. But um he's someone I've like this has been kind of like a mentor to me for almost 12 years. Yeah. And that was just from one time, you know. That's cool. But um yeah, it's the amount of connections you make through it and places. It's it's a lot.
2: Well, you've had an opportunity that a lot of folks haven't. I mean, from like Cheap Trick and you're talking about BB King's band and all, all the other and Buddy Guy. That's a great story, the Buddy mm-hmm. Guy story, cursing and all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, he's a funny guy.
2: That's great. That's awesome.
1: So I think this is a good time to uh, actually bring it out and and get the guitar out and we'll put, set you up in the recording studio and. Let's let Andrew uh, show off some of his uh, musical talent. What do you say, Hank?
2: Sounds good to me. Andrew, you good with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken you have no, like a musician. You, you have no choice. He's <laughs> testy already. <laughs>
3: Just want you to be alright. I'll keep it simple for you, baby. I just wanna give you what you want. What you want. And now that I've got you. Well, I wanna keep you. And now that I've got you. I don't want to mistreat you I'll keep it simple for you, baby I just want to give you what you want What you want
0: been the high note podcast make sure to tune in every week so we can get some new content coming from them straight from the merry sea